Welcome to April. It's an action-packed month with a lot happening. And here it's spring, so the trees are blooming, flowers are coming up, there's new growth everywhere. April is also the time of Aries, and we're definitely getting an action-packed Aries moving forward month this month. It's not all fun and games, but there's certainly a lot happening as we progress into this year. So buckle up because there's a lot coming up in April and we're going to find out about it in the April Energy Report. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. As we begin another new month, we can look back on the events of the year and wonder, what happened? If you're like me, the past two years were a washout, a blur of events and energies that put us and the world at a standstill. It was a huge shock that was experienced by everyone. And while we're on the upswing, we're not fully recovered yet. That will take some time. And the action-packed month is going to give us plenty of energy to make new choices set off on new paths, embody our lessons and learning, and move farther along the ascension spiral. This is a month for action, but in the context of a spiritual initiation, where we are going to be initiated into spirit, spiritual truth, and spirit-filled living. Get ready for some blasts of universal synchronicity, justice on the, at the divine level, self-aware empowerment, and divine timing because that's what April is all about. If you've been feeling like you're living in two worlds, which is experiencing the multidimensionality that is one of the side effects of 5D integration into 3D, you're going to feel that this month. With the strong spiritual energy of a huge Pisces presence and the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in effect all month, those who are highly spiritually evolved will be moving forward as those who are not will be awakening. This is why one of the aspects of April will be closure with a lot of the karmic and martyred healer work that so many of us have been doing for so long. It'll be time for us to move on from being the healer to others as we have our own work to do in the 5D energy space, while those who are awakening will find their own teachers. April starts and ends with a new moon, 30 days to move from beginnings to endings to beginnings again. Its theme is rise and shine. Notice the word rise comes first. We can shine without rising, but it's so much more effective to rise and shine our lights at a higher frequency and with a brighter light. 
Another April theme is repossession. And I'm not talking about car repossession here either, but this is one step above the concept of taking back, which means to claim ownership. To possess something is to own it. So when we repossess our power and our energy, we are claiming what we own and bringing it back into our energy field and our reality. What do you need to repossess now? What aspects of your power and energy have you given away, not claimed, let others borrow, use, or take? Your joy, your peace of mind, heart, and spirit, your confidence, your self-esteem. April's a good month to repossess your energy, and you'll need it to take intentional, inspired action this month. We will also experience rejection and rebalancing in relationships this month a recalibration of our own energy and how we use and share it. No more martyred healer pathways. It's time for us to embrace, name, and claim our empowered mastery. Rejection is a response to energetic misalignment. Did you consider that those who reject you are very aware that they are not energetically aligned with you and that they don't think they ever will be? We can't help those who aren't not willing to be helped, who don't want our help, and who think we're being rude, overbearing, and imposing our will on them when we try. And I had this experience very recently, and I want to share it with you because it was startlingly clear to me that I was being told something with this experience, and it was time for me to abandon my desire to help people who just don't want to be helped, even when I'm trying to be extremely helpful. So as you know, my cultural origin is French. I was born in France. I grew up in France. My mother and that side of my family, my maternal side, they're all French. I am from a very old French family. French was my first language, so I speak French as well as I speak English. I got an email from someone who was promoting a program and she was using the French phrase n'importe quoi, but she was using it wrong. First of all, the phrase n'importe quoi is something that you would use like the English phrase whatever. And the word n'importe itself means not important. Now, there are several ways to define different levels of importance in French, but when you use the word n'importe, it means not important. So what she was saying without knowing it is that whatever she was talking about was not important, which again, in the context of what she was saying was absolutely the wrong thing to say. And she was using this phrase incorrectly. So I replied to her email and I said, you know, you might want to know that the phrase n'importe quoi doesn't mean anything is possible. It means that it's not important. So you're using the phrase in the wrong way. And it's not, a, you know, the proper use of French, I'd be happy to share with you some different things you could say that actually mean what you want them to, but this is not it. And I told her that I was a native French speaker and that I have spoken French all my life. So I knew the language very well, much more than she does, because she's not French. And the response I got was not very pleasant. She thought I was mean and rude and I was you know, trying to put her down and I wasn't doing any of those things. I was actually trying to help her because what she was saying was completely the opposite of what she was meaning 
and she was using a phrase in French. I guess she thought it made her sound clever or and sophisticated, but she was using this phrase, first of all, that you wouldn't really use in French unless you were speaking badly of something. She said, for example, oh, elle fait n'importe quoi. What it means is someone who does something without considering the consequences. She's just grasping at straws. She's just doing things and not paying attention to what she's doing. I was a little surprised at their response and thought, you know, I understand what this is. This person is doing her own thing and she is doing what she thinks is right and best for her, which if she thinks saying n'importe quoi makes her sound clever, then hey, more power to her. Now, anyone who speaks French with a degree of proficiency and certainly French people would listen to what she's saying and go, mm, everything you're saying is not important. Okay, I get that. But she didn't want to be corrected and she wants to do her own thing. So fine. And this kind of fits into one of the themes of April, which is going to be, I think, an eye opener for some of us. And maybe it'll take a few tries where we try and be helpful and we're well-meaning and we get soundly rejected by someone who doesn't want our help. The lesson for me was just that. I was trying to give her information that would help her to say the right thing or say this in the right way. And she just wanted to say whatever she thought sounded good and made her, I guess, look, as I said, clever and important. In a few minutes, I'm going to talk about what is really going on in April, one of the strong energies, and that is the end of the martyred healer, but also the end of this healing path that we've been on for such a long time. Let's continue. So in April, we move from the nine vibration of March, 2022 to the 10 vibration of April, 2022. And that's a more comfortable place to be. Endings are never comfortable. We much prefer the fun and newness of beginnings. And we want what is no longer fun or enjoyable to just go away, to disappear and to fade from our lives. But as we know, it doesn't happen that way. Endings don't have to be uncomfortable but they do have to be intentional and unconditional. An ending is a confirmation that we have run out of energy road on that path we want and are ready for something else. It's not a judgment. It's an affirmation of our readiness to move into a different energy frequency, energy space, and energy level. In April, we put the past behind us if we're ready to do that thanks to the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction. The spiritual is focused on the present that creates the future. And while the past has a voice in that discussion, its voice cannot be the loudest one. We think we have an opportunity to erase the past and start over, but that doesn't happen. The past is a permanent, indelible part of our lives and of our energy field. Every incident from the past creates an imprint in our energy field. We can let that imprint rule us or inspire us. What we get instead of a do-over is a fresh start, not a brand new beginning. The past is always with us and it serves an important purpose to remind us of what we have already done and what happened before this moment. But the past does not get wiped out of our memory banks. It's part of our energy field. But how much control and influence it has over our energy depends on the choices we consider and the decisions we make. One of the examples I use for how important the past is, which the past includes our memory, 
is driving. I can get into my car, start it, back it out of the garage, drive it down the road, drive on the freeway, drive across the country because I know how to drive. Why? Because many decades ago, I learned how to drive. And every time I get in the car, that memory, that, that body of memory comes back and it tells me how to drive. Imagine what life would be like if every time you got in your car, you had to learn to drive all over again because the past was wiped away. We would not be going very many places. This is why the past is so important. But as I said, the past creates an imprint in your energy field. And that imprint either rules us or it inspires us. And we have to make that choice. It's not all party time and celebrations this month, though. The new moon on April 1st was shining a strong light on Chiron, the wounded healer, representing the wounds we carry that never heal. This is a replay of the strong Chiron energy we had around 2010 to 2013 when Chiron was in late Aquarius and then early Pisces. If you remember at that time, and I wrote a lot about Chiron at that time because it was such an important factor and such an important influence, Chiron was in Aquarius along with Neptune and the spiritual struggle was very real as we approached the 2012 milestones. Well, at least we thought they were milestones. Chiron has always been an enigma and one of those silent sources of a lot of pain and suffering until we figure out what Chiron is trying to tell us. Everyone has a Chiron return around 48 to 52, which lasts about two years. It is a tough transit and I, I've shared my Chiron return transit with you. It was really difficult. It challenges us in every way, but when we come out of it, we have a renewed sense of purpose and a new soul mission. That spiritual struggle comes full circle this month. So let's see what kind of global spiritual awakening happens with the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction this month, which is exact on April 12th. In light of the other energy aspects this month, having a spotlight on our wounds, wounding, and woundedness is huge not because we're supposed to double down and get the healing over with, but because we can use this as an opportunity to learn about our wounding and how we use our wounds. And that's the basis for April's theme of rise and shine. Did I just say use our wounds? I did. And that was not an accident. Our wounds are areas of energy trauma from current and past life experiences in which we experienced an event that was so challenging or, troubles or troublesome that it left an imprint on our energy field. We carry this energy imprint in our soul energy, so it follows us around until we learn how to deal with it. Trauma doesn't have to arise from something truly awful. Someone telling you you were ugly or fat in the third grade can destroy your confidence and cause you to doubt your appearance throughout your lifetime. Certainly, energy trauma includes things like abandonment, abuse, rejection, betrayal, imprisonment, guilt, shame, persecution, humiliation. That's a long list. That leaves strong trauma imprints, but the kind of trauma is less important than the trauma imprint that we deal with. Unrequited love can be just as traumatic as persecution if you were truly vested in that relationship. How do we use these wounds? 
When we use them to solidify our victimization, we're using them to get pity, vindication, revenge, or engage in self-sabotage. When we use them to succeed in spite of all odds, and then we become sing a singularly focused ambition engine that allows us to justify a winner's take all and the end justifies the means agenda. We use them to leapfrog over everyone else to become the best, number one, and the winner as we're using our wounds to prove something to ourselves because we feel inadequate and insecure due to the presence of our wounds, although we would never tell anyone that. I'm going to make a very general statement here, but it's very true. Anytime you see someone strongly defending their position, engaging in some kind of obsessive behavior, or being overly spiritual, they are acting through their wounds and their woundedness. When we live through our wounds and seek a life purpose that heals them so we can move beyond suffering, we're focusing on the wound and not the healing and closure. The wounds will never close or be gone, but we can remove our connection to them. There's a missing element that must work together with our life purpose to create true healing. And by the way, as you've heard me say many times, I do not like the concept of life purpose. It's just too limiting. It creates a focus where a focus should not be. People who focus on life purpose are really looking for some kind of permission to live their lives, but also they're looking for some kind of validation of the fact that they're actually here. They're far more important and meaningful aspects of our energy than life purpose. And we really need to shift our focus from what's my purpose to more fulfilling and certainly empowering paradigms such as how can I be more energetically sovereign? When we focus just on the healing part and we ignore other aspects, we create lifetimes of healing cycles where we're focused on the healing and never on being healed and whole. We seek relationships and situations to heal, but because we're using the same energy frequency and vibration, we don't have the energetic jumpstart we need to move beyond them. We cannot be at the same frequency of our wounds to heal them. We need an energy injection from some source, and we get it from our soul. We need to move beyond the energy of the trauma. This is the lesson of Chiron, the wounded healer. We can go through our lifetime feeling we are stained with the trauma that defiles everything we do, or we can acknowledge that the trauma is there to be healed, closed, and relegated to the past where it belongs. It's tempting to stay in victim mode when we have experienced strong energy trauma because we've been through hell and we want sympathy. We're also a little leery of taking any risks and putting ourselves at risk of getting traumatized again and reopening old wounds, but that's not the only solution. All that does is set us on the path of looking for our life purpose, trying to find some validation for our suffering and vindication for our healing so we can tell ourselves that it was all worth it or has value or merit. When we connect our life purpose of raising our energy frequency and vibration with our soul mission of healing our wounds and use our soul energy alignment to create that pathway, guess what happens? We actually close the connection to the wounds, they stay in place, and we move ahead. But is that what we really want? 
while we say that, if it happens to us, we get stuck because we are accustomed to our wounds. We aren't accustomed to being free of them. This is going to be our rise and shine challenge in April, contemplating rising above the wounds and what freedom means to us. Freedom is an energetic state first and a mental state second. We have to be in the energy of freedom before we can call ourselves free, feel free, and take action with the confidence of freedom. Now, to add another level of spiritual and energetic balance in the mix, we have a lovely Libra full moon on April 16th. And that is energizing every single planet except Uranus and Mercury. Libra's ruler is Venus and it's in Pisces, which adds to the spiritual force of this month. There's a special relationship between Jupiter and Venus, especially when they're both in Pisces. These are the benefactors of the Zodiac, the miracle workers and blessings givers. So it's a great time to be open to receiving miracles, blessings, and the infinite benevolent abundance of the universe. And let's not forget our second new moon in April, which is also an eclipse on April 30th at 10 Taurus, aligning with our good erratic friend Uranus with a surprise square to Mars. Eclipses expand and concentrate energy, so it's going to be electric and with a square to Mars, even a bit chaotic and possibly extreme. Keep your eyes on your path during that time because changes may happen quickly. This is a highly spiritual month with a strong spiritual energy that we have not seen in a long time, at least since February 2010, when we had the previous conjunction of Venus and Jupiter in Pisces. This month we have that conjunction and we add Neptune to the mix and Mars is in Pisces too. That's a lot of spiritual energy. And for those of you interested in the astrological meanings, Venus is also called exalted at its most powerful in Pisces. Jupiter is the traditional ruler of Pisces and Neptune is the new ruler of Pisces. Mars isn't exactly comfortable in Pisces. Think of fire sign and a water sign. But Pisces is the 12th sign and Mars rules the first sign. So we have an alpha omega portal with Mars and Pisces. The beginning and end are connected in a perfect sphere of evolving creation, expansion, and ascension. This is spiritual actualization. The movement from novice to master, establishing the synergy between our divinity and our humanity, learning to function within our multidimensional duality. We've been moving towards this for a long time, and now we have arrived. Let's just see how it pans out. Typically, the spiritual awakening with this kind of Jupiter-Neptune conjunction, the previous one was in the early 1850s, involves large populations. So this is not an individual event, although you'll feel it individually. We're experiencing it as a global event. In the 1850s, there was an interest in spirituality, spirits, and the other world. Now we're going to see an interest in energetic awareness, energetic sovereignty, and the perfected embodiment of our human divine connection. The veil has been gone for a long time. The awakening is here. And we have to decide when our work of healing is finished and move on into the joy that is our reward. We are not leaving anyone behind. We are completing our own karmic martyr healer cycle by acknowledging that each person is responsible for their own journey. Each person is energetically sovereign and makes their own choices. 
and we have to accept that without judgment. Taking action in April is a process of managing our self-awareness, self-esteem, confidence, and our energy boundaries. Stay focused on your path. Everyone else is doing what they need to be doing right now. Check in with your soul energy occasionally and make sure you're aligned with it. That's the source of your energy for healing, transformation, expansion, and ascension. April is Aries territory, the first sign of the zodiac, and its energies are trailblazing, being undaunted, taking action, being the first to step into new territory. And I'm kind of laughing as I say this because I'm an Aries, as most of you know, and this is all about me. It's spring here where I live, and the trees and flowers are bursting with blooms. No matter what's happening in the world, the trees are still blooming, new life is birthed forth and new potentials are all around us. Things are getting crazy in the world and that may continue for a bit longer. But as more 5D energy bays the planet, we see more darkness displaced and we are dealing with some very dark, dense energy right now. Keep your light shining, your eyes focused on your past so you stay true to yourself and aligned with your intention and remember to make room for joy. Have a great month. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.